Welcome to another episode of the Overflow Podcast. My name is Ian Warner, and I am the missions pastor here at Cottage Grove Church. And uh, yeah, today I I wanted to expand a bit on just the, the Ten Commandments. And so I, I preached on it recently, and one of the points I was really driving home was this idea of kingdom culture and how these people in Exodus are are in a position where they are already saved. So similar to a Christian that has already given their life to Christ, God has saved these people from the hand of Egypt, their affliction, saved them from sin and death. And now he's giving them instruction on what it, instructions on what it means to be his people. He's dropping these commandments as, hey, this is what are this kingdom culture that you're a part of is going to look like. And as you get into it, right, you look at the 10 commandments in Exodus 20. I think that's not the first way most people think of it. So at first, when you hear it, you're like this kingdom culture, like, what are you talking about? But in reality, you see that there's time and time again, we see clear indications that this is not just talking about you and and, and your relationship with God, because we see you know, in you know Exodus 20, verse 5, you see it says, you shall not bow down to them or serve them, serve them, for I am the Lord, your God. I'm a jealous God, visiting the inequity of the fathers of the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. And so one thing I talked about in this sermon, if you can remember, uh, if not, go back and listen to it, because I talked about how anytime something is talking about generations, it's no longer just about you. If you say you're trying to build generational wealth, what you're saying is you're not just trying to build wealth for yourself to spend it. You're trying to build wealth that could be passed down to others in your family. And we see the same thing when it comes to the Sabbath. It's not just about taking, like you taking the Sabbath seriously, but it's like saying <laughs> to all those in your midst, like that the, it talks about the, the servant and the, the, the daughter, son, all these people. So it's, it, you're, you're seeing this communal aspect. But really what, what I'm wanted, wanting to drive home today in just get you to to meditate on this. It's just the idea that so much of the Bible in our in an American culture comes down to me and my relationship with God and me and my relationship with the people that go to my church and like the, the body of Christ. But we very rarely extend that to people who are not like us. And we're seeing this get this is getting worse and worse as we go on because of all these identities and labels that get placed on people. So you can make this argument from a political standpoint that if you don't think like me politically, then I'm going to find a way to say you're not my neighbor. If you are not the same religion as me, I'm going to say, I'm going to find a way to say you're not my neighbor. Now in that, I'm not saying that you could, you, you affirm that their, their, their religion. No, we always speak truth, but there's still a way to love someone and instead of saying, hey, I'm going to show you the truth by just reading it to you and teaching you what the Bible says. No, I'm going to show you the truth by being that example myself, by living that out, by living in a way that's so attractive, but that you cannot help but to ask and wonder, is the master you serve? Do we stop and think about that enough? Do we pray about that enough? Lord, let my conduct be so pleasing to you that those who see me cannot help but to want to follow you. That the only question people can ask 
is who do you serve that has allowed you to conduct yourself in such a way? This is what we're aiming for. And it means that this whole thing can't just be about me. You see, in the Old Testament, it was. It was, it was exclusively God's people. God, it was the Israelites. It was the people who he saved from Egypt. Like they were his chosen ones. But as time goes on, what does Christ do? He allows it to spread out to all the Gentiles. That's why the Great Commission is so important. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go out. And I'm afraid that too often we don't see ourselves as local missionaries. We don't see ourselves as equipped and being sent out. That you go to church, you hear the word of God with God's people, but then you take that out into your life and you constantly are bringing this message, this gospel, this love, this grace, his mercy, his, his justness, his peace. You're bringing this stuff to the world. You're bringing it to everybody that you, that you come into contact with. But to do that, it can't just be about this you just can't be about the walls. One of the challenges of pastoring a church and getting people to think bigger than the walls is that when you look at so many different churches, you see a, a similar pattern. That similar pattern goes like this. You, a, a church will do outreach and they'll recognize, hey, we need to go share. But the goal is always that to get people to adopt a form of Christianity that looks like the people in those walls. So what I'm saying is it's not necessarily going out and being with people being like, Hey, I want to be with you where you are. It's saying, no, you come to us and you do things the way we do things. And that's how we'll know you're saved. And this is one of the reasons why it's so hard for a lot of people to come to grips. Sometimes if you're, if you're honest with yourself, it's hard to come to grip grips with someone being in poverty and still being saved. Like we're like, eh, I don't know about that. Like the way they live their life, like there must be sin in their life and that's why they're in poverty. So I think coming back to the, the 10 commandments, just that reminder of like, this is not about us. This whole book, it's not talking about Ian Warner. It's not talking about you. It's talking about God, showing us what, what matters to God and how God finds and cares for lost people and how we should do the same. And it's not about creating all these divisions and, and, and trying to find more ways to say why someone should not be saved because they believe this thing. So let them go. No, we're to continue to speak truth. And remember that this thing is not just about me. It's not just about you. It's not about you and I. It's also about the lost people who deserve to hear the gospel, maybe for the first time in their life. So have the courage, have the boldness to go and do that. Don't make evangelism this, the evangelism the scary thing. And what I'm going to do in the, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about neighboring. So Travis Pierce and I are, are teaching a neighboring class and throughout through the month of June have been. And um, I want to just hit on some really practical things that if you weren't able to take the class, that you can listen to the podcast and um, yeah, use that and apply that right to your life right away. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you... Have someone that you want to hear on the podcast. Don't be afraid to reach out. Um, peace and love. Be blessed.